a, a life well lived is when you've approached life with everything you've got to make it to make things good for yourself or others mm. you know to, to not say like oh I could have done this or I should have done this and then I did it because I was scared everyone welcome to Own Your Story today our guest is Jolie so Jolie specialized in mental health which is very uncommon in Malaysia I would say and right now she's a supervisor with Early Autism Project Malaysia I guess we will start with the first big question why so why do you choose to specialize in mental health? Because you have a master, right? In mental do, health yeah. studies. Yeah. And is there a personal story or experience that inspired or motivated you to go into this very uncommon industry? <laughs> I'm hoping it's more common nowadays. Uh. Up to um, up to my A levels. Yeah. I actually wanted to go into English, and then for A levels, one of the subjects I took was psychology. Mm. So I had this amazing lecturer, her name is Miss Ida, mm. and um, she really brought that subject to life. She mm. told us what all the experiments were like, the, like all these details about the human mind and all the mm. research that went into it. And then I would remember, you know, when I come back for dinner and I visit my family, I talk right. to them about all these experiments, all these things that I've learned. And then one day my dad was like, mm-hmm. you, are you sure you want to do English? Because it sounds like you're more interested in psychology now. And right. then that really sort of like, clicked in my brain like oh actually maybe I do and then um, that was right before I was going to apply for university mm-hmm. as well so then I decided to switch and I applied to psychology instead and then uh, after that I mm-hmm. really enjoyed mental health um, specifically in psychology and then the right. rest is history now. yeah I see so in your work what would be the biggest challenge working in this industry specifically I would say it's helping others sort of see the why or see the Perspective, mm-hmm. a different perspective. So, I mean, I work with uh, clients with autism specifically, but yeah. in mental health in general, you always get mm-hmm. um, a stigma or what people think it mm-hmm. is, and you have to really fight it sometimes mm-hmm. because you might you might meet resistance and you yeah. might meet people who think a certain way, but you know, clinically and the research has already shown that's mm-hmm. not that's not what it is. It's not like a choice. It's not something that mm-hmm. they that they want to. To, to be a, to have as a condition so then yeah. really a lot a big challenge um, in in my work as well but specifically within like you know more generally within mental health is you mm-hmm. have to really um, work with all these all these different expectations these different personalities and help mm-hmm. them see the big picture help them see like there's a there's a there's hope there's reason behind this stuff. I see. Mm. So how do you, like in, in the industry that, yeah. that is like, I would say full of negativity, like people think about it negatively. And then sometimes. a lot of stigma attached to it as well. It's like when people say depression, a lot of people mm. say just cheer up. Yeah. And then they're not like, <laughs> I cheer really hate that sentence by the way. <laughs> like, cheer up can, can fix it. Mm. So when, when you're in an industry like this, how do you keep yourself motivated? <laughs> That's a really good question. Uh-huh. Um, I would say it helps when there are people that keep me like motivated to do the work that I do. So mm-hmm. I have a great team in my company and mm-hmm. they're always like there's a culture of supporting each other and keeping each other motivated. So that's you know something that really keeps me going. I'm a very right. people person. So basically it's that social the environment that you're in. Yeah. So the environment that I'm in really helps. So to not in, in a big in a big in this in the sort of like in the big scheme of things. Yeah. To not just focus on the negative, mm. but to always draw motivation from the people closer to me. So keep the more positive stuff closer to me. 
I see. Do you have a drive, like a motivation, so specific, like say goal at the moment that that keeps your fire burning? <laughs> um, a specific goal. I mean, yeah. I'm very much um on the, I'm very much yeah. on the awareness side now. Like, right. I really want to. Mm-hmm get more people aware because I think education mm. is one of the building blocks, the foundation of right. getting people to improve their mental health. Mm. So I'm, you know, I'm working with you and like yeah. work, I'm working on some of the projects, but mm-hmm. I'm also hoping that um, that I can just go out to the public more and actually spread awareness. And that's a big goal. Like that's a big personal motivational drive that it mm-hmm. doesn't just end at certain people knowing right. about mental health and what to do with it, but as many people as I can just physically talk to and be able, who are able to see this kind of material and to learn about it. Yeah, so that's a big drive for me. Alright, so in terms of stigma, right, mm-hmm. is there any anything, any common myth that you would like <laughs> to share and then to <laughs> sort of like correct it yeah. through this, through oh, this podcast? This will make the podcast a lot better. <laughs> yeah. um, I think one very big yeah. myth that people have about mental health mm-hmm. is that um, it's it's a choice or that it's something that mm-hmm. the person has elected to to, to mm-hmm. have with them. So what a lot of people might not understand is that mental health mm-hmm. comes from different, like it's influenced by different factors. There's yeah. biology, there's um, the, the childhood that you grew up in, there's mm-hmm. the social environment that you have. These are all factors that play into whether your mental health is good or whether it's poor. Mm. And a big myth is that people think, oh, you know, you should snap out of it. You should snap out of the depression because don't you have the power to mm. to fix it? And and the answer isn't as straightforward as that. So the big myth is that um, it's as simple as getting over it or is as simple as taking some medicine. It's actually mm. a, a long, it's like, it's like you wouldn't say that about someone with a broken leg, right? Mm. You would say, hey, you know, you should go see a doctor. You should go get some medicine and, and, and work towards getting yeah. better. But people don't think about that in terms of emotional health or mental mm-hmm. health. They think it's just something you, you know, just get get over it. So that's a big myth. And I'd like to mm-hmm. correct that and say that it's actually a lot of hard work on mm-hmm. those who have mental health issues to fix it. I yeah. see. So like as a person, how mm-hmm. have you evolved like from the day you entered this world, this industry yeah. until today? I believe that are <laughs> like two or th- two to three years of experience already. Yeah. How have you change as a person i have become a bit Mm. more realistic i think in university you have this grand idea of Mm. what you want to do who you want to be and you know where you want to go um things don't always work out that way and i I didn't end up where i thought i'd be so i didn't think i would end up in the field of autism but i did and i think going with the flow has become a bit better like (laughs) i've become a bit better at going with the flow and i really do love my job now Mm -hmm. um I've evolved in that I've become more confident. So mm. I think I grew up with a sense of insecurity about what people, what will people think of me? Uh, am I really good enough? Um, right. How would I look to others? But now I'm I'm very much of the mindset that you should just be comfortable being yourself, mm. and that I have a lot to offer. I I just sometimes right. forget it, and to not to be so self conscious, but right. to actually. Just go on, just keep do, keep being me and keep doing what I How do. How did that switch come about? Um, what have you experienced to come with that transformation? People who I work with, I know I keep coming <laughs> back to the people, I'm such a people person, uh-huh. um, but the people that I've worked with and the friends that I've made along the way mm-hmm. who've stayed on, yeah. 
they really influence me because they won't let me sink into that mindset. They would say, um, they would give me a different perspective and say like, hey, why don't we think about this from a different aspect? And it, it's, it's the fresh perspective I need because mm-hmm. then it doesn't let me sink further. Yeah. It propels me forward and gets me going, oh, okay, let me think about that in a different way. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I really evolved in that sense because mm-hmm. they've given me ways to think that are different. Yeah. I see. And then like, like nowadays, like especially in today's, like in the era of digitalization and everything, like more and more people are talking about happiness. Yeah, they are. Yeah, <laughs> so do you have any tips for managing like emotional roller coaster and <laughs> stress? Um, simple one that simple most ones. people can implement in their daily life. Hmm. Uh, I can give two. One yeah. is when it comes to being in the actual moment of stress, Mm-hmm. And that that's what, so obviously you've got that fight or flight kind of response, right? You're either yeah. panicking about this, panicking about the situation is mm-hmm. causing you stress, or you're just feeling this need to, to push on to fight and not acknowledge mm-hmm. the stress. So I would recommend to remove yourself from that situation and mm-hmm. not make that situation the moment in which you solve everything, but mm-hmm. remove yourself. Take time to recharge. So let's say um in work there was um there was a big situation and right. I'm feeling very very stressed about it. Staying stressed in that situation wouldn't help me mm. think up think up a solution. I need to get out of there. Mm. Maybe eat dinner. Just listen to some music. Go on. Go go on into a different sort of um, a different frame of mind. Right. Um, but to come back to it with a purpose, with solution. So rather than mm-hmm. burying it or not acknowledging it, I see. to actually come back to the stress and say, okay. What can I do to, to, to face this? So in a way, it's being self-compassionate. It's like treat yourself better. I think it's a lot. A lot of people yeah. think that you have to solve the problem. Everything's going to mm-hmm. fall apart if I don't mm-hmm. fix it immediately. And sometimes mm-hmm. even one or two hours just stepping away really helps clear mm-hmm. my mind. But in terms of mentally preparing yourself for stress, yeah. it really um, helps to, to remember the reason that mm-hmm. um, the stress might have come about. And, and to sort of think of it in the sense of, okay, I'm dealing with this, this, this now, but it's because mm-hmm. it's part of my job and because I'm capable of handling this. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I to, to give yourself that, that strength and that credit and to go, yeah, okay, it's a bit stressful now. <laughs> I'm right. going to cry, but I'm just not going to. I'm going to remember the reason why I'm doing this and oh. to think of that end goal. So, like, for me, it's, you know, I want to help um, kids with autism mm-hmm. lead better lives and I want to give their families hope, mm-hmm. right? So at that moment, as you're dealing with this thing happening or that thing happening, you're going like, okay, yeah. it's fine. It is, there's a bigger reason behind all of this. Mm. It's not just oh, at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> what, would be, what would you say are the best investment that you have made in the past three years? It can be in terms of time, energy, or effort. Mm. <laughs> I would say that um, a big cause of my physical tiredness and my um mm-hmm. my mental like my mental like health dropping a bit was having to travel so far between work mm-hmm. and um, i live quite far out from the city so i've had to travel in a lot mm-hmm. and that would take what one to two hours every road every road so that means like wow. going there coming back so basically about a sixth mm-hmm. of my day would be spent traveling and mm-hmm. that was that was really taking a toll on me so I would say one of the best investments I would, yeah, I would have done in the past few years was to move closer to work. 
And I know it sounds like, oh no, now you get to work so often, you know, you get right. to like, you, you, you always stay in the office, but it's actually not true. It's, it's, it's so um, refreshing to have some time to have breakfast and to prepare everything. Right. Or if you really are tired to sleep in a bit longer, but still make it to work mm. without having to wait through the jam. And it's really given me time to, to you know, do my work, go home, and it, and I don't have to spend another two hours in the gym. Mm. So then that's been a good investment. It's been yeah. expensive, but it's a good investment. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like investment that gives you time in return. Exactly. So it it's it is some money in mm. exchange for time, but I feel like my time has now become so valuable mm. because I don't have a, a lot yeah. of it left. And, right. And time is something that cannot be measured by exactly. money. Yeah. Exactly. Is there any book that has the biggest impact in terms of your worldview or perspective? Um, a book that I really love is mm-hmm. called The Little Prince. Oh, I'm not sure you've yeah. heard of it. It's by the a French. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic yeah. um, by a French author whose name to this day I still pronounce wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Little Prince is a book that I actually got when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. And I read it and it was such an interesting story. It had some fancy way of writing, some sad points. Um, but the best part about this book mm. is that I I continued to grow up and I had the copy of the book and I would reread it and every time it would teach me something new. Right. <laughs> and I was like, how is this possible? It's the same book, same story, same story but I realized what was changing was me. Yes. And that book is a book that grows with you and changes it. So it starts from, it starts from when you're young and it's like a children's story mm. and then it starts becoming... Um, a philosophy-driven um, lesson. It becomes um, a commentary on life and friendship. It becomes um, it becomes a warning because there's a part in the book that shows um, this little the the, the, the little prince yeah. visiting a planet with a businessman, and all he's doing is typing numbers and saying, "Can't talk now." You know, I've got so many numbers. Da, 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 counting, counting the numbers, and it's a good. It's a warning. It's like saying, "Hey, there's some aspects of life that will. There's some amazing things in life that will fly by if you're not looking." And I was like, it keeps, it keeps bringing in a fresh perspective to me as I grow older and older. And I'm like, oh, it's such a good book. So we are reaching the, like, the end of our conversation. So before we go to the last questions, mm-hmm. how can people connect with you? Or if they're interested in your work, how can they find out more? Okay, um, yeah. so if you're interested specifically in mm-hmm. autism or where I work, um, you can just Google EAP Malaysia, short for Early Autism Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, our website has a lot of different resources about um, kids with autism or mm-hmm. um, interesting articles and a lot of um, mm-hmm. a lot of tips and videos as well if you need that. Yeah. That's one. Um, if you want to contact me personally, if you want to chat mm-hmm. about uh, mental health or you know you want to ask any questions, um, I can like my email address is mm-hmm. Jolene Chong at autismmalaysia.com all like all joined together yeah we'll put a link yeah I'll put the link below there yeah <laughs> um, or you can um, find me on Facebook as, as mm-hmm. Jolene Chong as well yeah alright cool so we go to the last questions which yes. has a two part mm-hmm. so first is what is the impact that you want to make in the world and it, it's a big big but it's like at this point what is the impact that you want to make point. and the second part of it is what is how do you define a life well lived I love that question. <laughs> um, the impact that I want to make mm-hmm. is definitely um, to increase awareness of autism, but also of mental health. So I, I am working uh, predominantly in autism, but I have such a passion for mental health right. all, all across the different disorders. 
Mm -hmm. And um, my, I'd love to make an impact in giving people more tools and more awareness mm -hmm. of the of the topic. So that's why you're all welcome to ask me questions, <laughs> um, and to reach out to make to make it more accessible, to make mm -hmm. it to make this knowledge accessible, to make um, getting help more accessible. That's always mm -hmm. been a big goal, such a big dream, but right. it, it's not impossible because it is mm -hmm. it is getting better in Malaysia. There are mm -hmm. more facilities involved. So yeah, I, I very, that's very much an impact-driven goal that I want. Mm -hmm. um, how do I define a life well-lived? I'd say it's a life where no matter wh what point you're in, where you're at, you make the best of the mm -hmm. opportunities you get. Um, and, and, not to, and not to think in, in just one square box, but to think outside the box and to try things, to really, mm -hmm. you know, explore life because there's so much out there and i used to um you know i used to live in england and i used to think mm. that was amazing right and but in malaysia now i'm discovering so much about my own country and so much about life here and, mm. that, and that's so amazing because it really shifts yeah. my perspective that you know even home has so much to offer yeah mm. and it's the land that we grow up that nurture our exactly. growth as well i'm really getting that mm. maybe it's an old person kind <laughs> of thing but i'm really getting that feel yeah. of a connectivity to like connectedness connectedness to mm. my country a, a life well lived is when you've approached life with everything you've got to make it to yeah. make things good for yourself for others mm. it, you know to, to not say like oh i could have done this or i should have done this mm. and then i didn't because i was scared or because it just wasn't the right time to, to really just approach it with all that you have the best that you have and then that's when i could say yep that was a good life there's so much everyone can do Mm. And I think sometimes you need some someone else or something else to show you that. But right. yeah, I'm hoping that's what everybody gets in the end as well. Yeah. Alright, thank you. So this concludes our conversation today. So thank yeah. you so much for giving your time to oh. have this conversation. <laughs> A little bit educational as well in terms of mental health. Yeah. I mean yeah. thanks so much for inviting me. It was like I, I had a lot of fun like looking at the questions yeah. and thinking up what to say. <laughs> no problem. So we look forward to collaborate with you and see what we do like, in terms of like cultivating more happiness in our society. In this city. Yes. Let's start with the city and <laughs> roll out nationwide. Yeah. So that's the end of that. Thank you Thank and you. bye guys. Bye. See you next week. <laughs>